Greetings, Lucasarians. It's um, Uncle Lucas coming at you uh, for the first one in 2024. Um, well, all I can say is 2023 was a tumultuous year. Um, we saw a lot of things. I even spoke a lot of things up where we talked about volcanoes and earthquakes going to start coming more and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, if you read the trend and if you're like a nerd about me, like uh, geological and GHS type things and um, just the, the general emergency management and crisis of an earthquake, it's inevitable. Um, another thing I'm just going to point out, if you're on the West Coast, get ready because, um, you know, like that, that ring and circle is hitting the outside of the South Asian wall and you're seeing we're hearing eruptions and stuff and earthquakes having them up in uh, alaska along that edge that whole little wall is getting fired up earlier in 2023 we had that edge of the wall happening around mexico and all that stuff the only edge of that circle that hasn't been hit uh, hawaii's gotten hit um, the only edge that we haven't seen um is you know around um cali and it's coming so um, just a little kind of insight before we jump into today's uh, talk that we're going to talk about. Um, so all the old 2023 business out of the way. Let's jump into 2024 New Year. Um, I'm going to try to be more blunt. I ain't going to water things down for y'all as much this year. I'm just going to hit you with numbers, facts, receipts. And I'm just say it point blank because um, this year for me is the say less year. You know, I ain't going to sit around with the goofy hat on or like old Joe at the bus stop. You know, Joe, Joe got things that you got to do. And, you know, Joe has tried to inform you enough. So if you ain't ready, well, by now you just can go back and listen through. Um, give you the recipe and give you the means. Uh, I can't teach it. Like I can't fish for you. I could just teach you how to fish. You got the pole and the bait. You got to get it on your own now, but let's just say the writing's on the wall and the next few podcasts I'm going to do is, um, we're in 2024, you know, so we're going to let truth speak. So to let truth speak, I want to start pointing out some of the things that you're not paying attention to, to highlight how unnaturally, inhumanly cold both Democrats and Republicans have been historically to its own citizens since World War II to now. We generally have a large population of homeless and uh, impoverished people in America. We've had welfare system come about since our World War II and all that, that stock market crash in 1900s and stuff that has largely helped some people. It's largely caused some people to be dependent because they didn't have anything before it was like came about to help you anyway. So Generally, the people that was in the hole, it helped them out. But the people that was in the hole, that was also in a hole, it just helps you probably get to the out of one hole, but you're still in another. So, you know, in today's instance, we 
we are factoring and we're walking into the fact that, yeah, the country has money. Country has money for everything except that. So then you got to think, is a poor population, is a poor percentage of Americans by design and meant to be? You got to ask yourself that. Um, pew, like if you look at research like I do, I'm like a freaking starving person when it comes to Detroit um, the research. And, you know, research to me is like being at an all-you-can-eat buffet. I got to get all of it. But it's been proposed as far back as like, you know, I think the early 2000s that it would only take $20 billion annually. $20 billion annually. Now, remember that as we continue talking. To eradicate homelessness and poverty in the U.S. Now, with this, we're talking about universal health care. We're talking about, you know, the, like, guaranteed wage for minimum and, like, Everybody in America would have a guaranteed wage to help like survive your family. Like, did you think that um, the the candidate that was running, I can't remember his name, the Asian candidate, you think he got that uh, that wage number that he said he could give every American out of nowhere? No, it came off of a real number, a real report, a real financial study that took part and was paid for by government to do the research and they found that yeah 20 billion dollars and yeah we could eradicate poverty in America 20 billion dollars and we could not have anybody in America ever be broke or in dire straits 20 billion now when I say 20 billion to the average American that's like a whopping number but like when you Uncle Sam Shit, that's pocket change. And I'm going to go into why it's pocket change. But first, I want to remind y'all of a great line from uh, Tupac Shakur that was said, and keep your head up. They got money for poor but can't feed, you know, they got money for wars but can't feed the poor, you know. Forgive me for uh, messing that one up. But basically, he said they got money for, for wars but can't feed the poor. That echoed. And if you can't remember when COVID happened, how we was giving foreign aid, vaccines, sending mercy ships everywhere and doing all this, spending billions and billions and doing stuff here, you know, kind of slow. And you saw how much money we could rapidly shoot to like something in an instant. That should have told you. Yeah, we got money and we we got resources that we can shoot to this country, every corner of this country, when we feel like it. Trust me, they brought the mercy ship from abroad and brought it to New York Harbor. Like, trust me, man, the government can can move mountains with money very fast, very quick. And other than like that, they ain't going to move it at their, like leisure. They want you to be in welfare. They want you to be broke. They need you to be there because if you're there, we got consumers. 
it's like if you had a pasture and you want your pasture to not get overgrown, you know, you got animals there. You got goats. Goats eat grass. You know, like goats are like the lawn cutters of the of the world. But like, in essence, we're like goats and sheep. We're out there in the pasture. If you're poor, you know, you're out there. You know, you're you're just out there, but you're needed to be out there. If not, the grass going to get high. You know, so I need you out there to clear that land and cultivate that land for me. Basically, in a sense, when you think about it back to slavery, that's basically what we was needed for. To cultivate. So commerce would thrive. So American imports would go out to these places and feed money into where people needed the things that they could only get from America. Off of our backs. They're still slaves. You're if you're poor and not over middle uh, middle wage, you the slave. I once heard a rich man say, I don't wear my wealth. And he said, most rich people, you won't see us wearing our wealth. Now, think about that. Now, like you see a rich man and he's wearing like like basically Cortez Nike shoes, some just Levi's jeans and, you know, probably a polo button up shirt. And, you know, just some run in the mill glasses and he might stuff on a baseball hat. That's a snapback, not a, a fitted to go to the store, to go to In-N-Out Burger. I just described pretty much head to toe what Bill Gates wears almost every time he goes out in the public. Now, this is Bill Gates. Bill Gates got enough money to come and buy you twice. And this is how he dresses. So pay attention the certain game that rich people give off when they say they don't wear their wealth. That means I ain't going to go buy no Nikes and a hundred dollars for Nikes when a $50 pair of tennis shoes, where it's just as good. This button up might cost 20 bucks, but like, Hey, my whole outfit, I could buy it 3000 times. You could probably only buy it three or four times. This is what they're trying to tell you. It ain't about the fucking outer thing. It's about, being more conscious of what you consume and in America a lot of us consume the bullshit I'll say that again in America a lot of us consume the bullshit cause you a consumer you are a legit oh or like legit fucking fiend to something that you got to spend money on, to something that you got to have in your hand. What kind of phone you got? Is it an Android or is it a is it an iPhone? What kind of shoes you got on? Are they Jays or are they Nike or are they Uggs or are they Steve Madden? You know, it's going to be something, you know, like, is it going to be Balenciaga, you know, or Louis or Gucci? Now, mind you, some of the stuff that you would buy from Valenciaga, Gucci, and all these things you could only buy in America. And if you go over to certain stores over there and try to wear what you're buying in America, they might not let you in the store. 
because uh, they won't let you in the store with like stuff they might consider knockoff to their brand or kind of ghetto to their brand, especially in the higher end stores. Trust me, try to go abroad and go in a Gucci store and you got on fake Gucci. They will stop you at the door. Or try to go there and you got the GG belt. They stop you at the door. There's a guy that's trained at the Jordan that's going to be like, that G is not at 90 degree angle. Both G's are at 90 degrees. And that L, that's fake. Get the hell out of here with that fake stuff. We can't have you in our store wearing fake shit. And then you'll be like, well, I brought this from Gucci. Yeah. If I was going to, if I was selling drugs, when I step on it, I could flood my stores in America with fake Gucci and you wouldn't know the difference. So like you're a consumer, you're a fucking fiend. I am feeding you a fiend product that is with everything. You know, like you could go right, go to Vancouver, Canada and get a trash bag worth of red bottoms for 20 bucks right out the back door. You could go to Guam and do this. I'm giving you the recipe. Go to Guam. Go to Guam and get you a bunch of trash bags worth of coach. Right out the back door. For next to nothing. We're over here for that one bag. You're paying guap. Why? Because you're a fucking fiend. You're a consumer. You a chump. You a clown. That's how they see you. Granted, even in the drug game, you're like people are doing like you got people over here going to jail and stuff like that. El Chapo just went to jail and lived his whole life free of jail with enough money to buy and sell the average corner boy probably a, over a hundred times. His cartel people wouldn't even talk to a fucking corner boy. But y'all gonna reference some of them raps and make them popular and powerful and stuff like that when if he found out that like you really was trying to reference him in his business, you dead because that's how he going to get caught up is dealing with like, when does a big fish come to a minnow? Never. Unless he trying to eat that minnow. Like you, you're nothing to him. And he considers anything that you doing bullshit. Like you, you, Oh, you just flipped the key. <laughs> Dude, I got a fucking whole freight line of ships full of my product. What the fuck are you doing? And how can you even talk to me? Put your head down type shit. You know, like it's that kind of stuff that you got to think about when you think about how you are a consumer out here. You are nothing. Why are you nothing? Because like Tupac said, they got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. $20 billion is all it would take annually to eradicate poverty in America. So let's give you some more receipts. Cal Rittenhouse, right? In a year for his defense on GoFundMe, got $464,000. That's like in a few months. That's what they ran, ran up for this guy in just a few months. And, um, you know, just go fund me. That's average Americans funding him, right? Okay. Callie Jenner, she was a hundred million dollars short of being a billionaire. Her GoFundMe got that in less than a year. 
All right. Now, these are small numbers when you're thinking of a billion. But like I'm trying to give you like the average American can fund an American to a point where they're not in any sense of like poverty. Right. Okay, so you get that. Now, let's look at how the government can fund somebody. All right. Money for war is like I was saying in the Tupac line. Right. Did you know since World War Two to two to 2022? The U.S. has given over $260 billion to Israel. $260 billion to Israel. Right? Annually, we give about $3 billion to Israel every year. You know? In the presidential election, Joe Biden raised $1.69 billion. He spent billion. Trump raised $1.96 billion. He spent $1.91 million because Trump is a dirty motherfucker. He kept some of that money, you know, but, you know, he he raised it. They raised a billion dollars in an election year. Now, like this is me saying a year. Now, like, what does both of these things have in common? You said Kyle Rittenhouse, Trump election thing. This is giving you a year and this is giving you funds off of an average American person, right? This is funds that people give them. Charity, right? Non-taxable type stuff. Contributions, right? Now, imagine taxes. How much in your tax money do we gross a year? We gross enough money in taxes to pay the, to pay down the deficit of the United States, which is in the trillions, right? Okay. The U.S. in 2020 sent $11.6 billion in military aid to over 157 different countries. This is 2020. Remember, 2020 is when we had COVID going down. Yet we still could send $11.6 billion to 157 other countries. And that's not counting what we did in foreign aid because it's 2020 and we had COVID. We sent $51 billion in foreign aid to countries. Since the war in Ukraine, we have sent about $1.7 billion to them. And guess what? Biden right now, as of January 4th, offered to pay Mexico $20 billion a year to stop migrants. Did you hear that number again? That $20 billion billion number. So we would pay $20 billion to Mexico to stop people from coming to our border. But we can't pay $20 billion to make sure that the American citizen is in poverty. And this is both sides. Like, this is Democrats proposing these shits and Republicans. So, like, no one's safe. No, no, no one's your friend. It's like their parents and they're telling you, I'm not your little friend. They're not your friend. But you're going to vote them in. And you're going to give them charitable donations like the 1.69 Biden got and the 1.96 Trump got. You gave them that. You funded them. 
and they pissed on you the whole way once they got onto the top. Why? Because you're a fucking chump. Because you're sheep. You're nothing. Even if they get elected, they ain't got to keep a promise to you because you're a consumer. You're going to consume the bullshit and everything that they give you. Why? Because you don't know anything else to do. Is what your, you, you did, is what your father did, is what your grandfather did, your grandmother did, your great-grandmother did. When will it change? That's the general question I can pose to all of you. When will it change? Will it ever change? Will somebody finally stand up and call bullshit and stand up for making the change? Or will it forever be like this? Until one day, the elites be like, let's just get rid of all the poor people. They have cleansings every day, like we're seeing uh, Israel trying to cleanse its country of uh, Palestinians. We've seen Hutu, like uh, the Rwanda, we've seen Hutus and Tutsi uprising. There's always a label that can be applied to somebody. When you think of a caste system, when you're um, rich and you're black, you don't say, uh, you say poor blacks or ghetto, you know, we, we divide ourselves every day, but nothing divides you faster than money. Money is the ultimate factor that divides you so fast, right? You see, uh, I have a friend, he works in lawn care and, um, he has a friend that work, he did work in lawn care with, but now he's got like his whole lawn care company corporate. The guy has since moved to uh, Tampa and is a Trump supporter, you know, all this stuff. Um, married to a lighter shade woman, let's just say. And, you know, he's like, yeah, he says it's easy for people in my brown, you know, skin to get money and then be white. I couldn't say nothing to him because I was like, you know, black people do the same thing. There's, there's black people that get money and then they're white for in the lack of better sense. But it's not white. We always say it's white. No, it's not white. It's once some people get money, they see themselves in the upper class. So they see themselves. I'm not a consumer anymore. People consume me. So why would I put myself and belittle myself to say I'm a consumer? No, I'm not small anymore. So that's why they, they change up quick. You know, sometimes they'll feel bad and give back, but do they really give back? Trust me. It's this. It, it, we have people in this world worth more than twenty billion, and some of them are in the United States, right? Now, here's the thing: if we tax the wealth, the wealthy, you know, as much as you got taxed being poor, that twenty billion that you would need goes down considerably. But they're not going to do that. Why? Because they don't need to. You at the bottom. 
you're at the bottom of the human pyramid, which means you the fat cheerleader. I'm the they're the little lightweight cheerleader at the top, just enjoying the fact that if it all collapses, I'm still on top of the pyramid. So it's all on your back. It's all on the sweat of your brow. Yes, America is still made by hardworking individuals, but then America is still ran by people with the foot in the ass of that hardworking individual. And that arguably hasn't changed from slavery till now. Case in point, we just changed the slaves. The reason why my migration is so bad is at some point somebody said, well, we lost the Negroes, let's go get the Mexicans. And they incorporated a new way of slavery. And when they got tired of that form of slavery or didn't want to pay money or didn't want to be seen as racist, they just called INS. And INS came and raided all them up, took them back, and they was like, okay, let's go get us some more. And the cycle continued. Until now it's a problem because, you know, they're like coming here and they're trying to see that way to come in. Well, we get in here and then we work hard. We stay together and, you know, we try to get our citizenship when they have us here doing work for them. That is an honorable way to get here. Yes. But you're dealing with people that's not honorable. Those same people that pay under the table are the first people to call INS. Those same people that pay under the table is the first people saying that we need to strengthen our borders. Why? Because they're still seeing themselves becoming the minority. And if they're becoming the minority, that means they might have to go back to being consumers. But they're not going to have to consume not only your products, they're going to have to consume your culture. Which means they might become more of a minority because somebody in their culture might, you know what? It don't pay to be married to a white man. You know what? It don't pay to be, to not have a brown baby. So I'm going to mix rather than live a lackluster life. That's the same stuff they fed us in reverse, you know? You've seen it on TV shows. You, you, you've seen it. They, they, that's the same thing they marketed to you, but in reverse, to try to, like, maximize on... If you be a consumer in that aspect, they're minority. They're, they still stay the majority. You know, Planned Parenthood and stuff like that were created to, in hopes for us to go and terminate and stuff like that. And then it backfired, you know, because we generally just would have our kids Minorities would just generally have their kids instead of getting those. And the majority would be like, no, I'm not going to have this kid. And they would do it. 
And they were doing it so much in mass that their population began to decline. So what did they do? It was like, shit, we got to stop Planned Parenthood. We not only got to stop Planned Parenthood, we got to stop abortion, period. And what do we have today? People wake up, stop being sheep, stop being sheep. You you, you got your head down in the grass, just munching on the grass, not knowing what's going on around you. And, you know, it's the slaughter season. They coming with the air gun. You know, so like the Tupac song says, Keep your head up. Best to keep your head up out here in the field and look around. Pay attention to some shit. Don't just be a consumer. Understand what you're buying into and all things. Had to veil a little bit of things in here where I'm saying stuff between the lines, but if you get if if you underdig, you underdig. If you don't, hey. Sorry, somebody will explain it to you later. Hope. But you got to understand that when it comes down to it, these numbers obviously tell you that they're happy letting you die poor. They're happy that you don't have adequate health care, adequate homes. That you can't adequately feed your family. They're, they're been, they've been happy with it. They've been happy to provide other countries with money from World War II to today. They've been happy because they happily would like to align themselves with uh, the country that they see their savior coming from. Rather than see them the savior in themselves. And help their people, the people of their country. Really listen to what I just said. They're happy to say that they are in line with helping the country where they see their savior from, but they won't see their savior in themselves to help the people of their country. Therein lies the rub. That's the most telling and wicked joke in the world. Because throughout history, money and religion has been kind of right there in the midst of some of the most horrible things in the world. Slavery. People reaped and made fortunes off of the backs of others. And in slavery, religion was used as a scapegoat. Oh, they're supposed to be subjugated. They're from the house of Ham. It says the black black man is supposed to be persecuted. Treat thy neighbor as thyself. This is the great and first. But wait, all these contradictions are there, but like nobody has yet to say, what bullshit are you going to align with today? 
because it's you can't use this book for your evil, then use this book for your good. Therein lies the rub, folks. So understand when when it comes down to you and your family, if you're poor, you better start having hate in your heart for another race. If you're poor, you can't hate that poor Hispanic person. If you're poor and black, you can't hate them. You can't dislike that poor Asian family either, because when it comes down to it, y'all poor. The people that like you expecting to help you aren't. They got cameras because of y'all. They might say they're afraid of this and that minority, but it's not the minority they're afraid of. They're afraid of poor people coming to take their richly things. Of poor people upset and anguished that they're poor are trying to get what you have because they don't have. But granted, when the lights go out, everybody is hungry and they're going to go to some light wherever it is. They're going to go to some food, medicine, wherever it is. Another song you could think about is Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, it will be contagious. <laughs> you know, like if something ever happens in America where we have a civil war, the first, the first little um split is going to be countrywide riots and looting. That's the precursor because the next step up is law enforcement trying to counter these. Then the next step up is the government trying to impose some kind of sanction and control over cities. And then it's who's the threat. It's then it's like curfews. Then it's concentration. And this all could happen this year because we have an election and the country is very split over who's going to become president. Each side probably might holler rigged if the other one wins. Today is January, uh, the day before January 6th, right? And January 6th, we saw what happened when somebody thought they lost an election, you saw a glimpse of what division and riots and civil war would look like if it's popped off. Imagine if that riot January 6th was happening in every state. And I It's not just politics you should be looking at, folks. Don't praise a Trump or a Biden. 
because under both there's there's still poor people. When we've already affirmed and know that it takes twenty billion annually to um eradicate poverty. And I just talked about what we spend in aid to other countries in war. Um, that's not even coming close to the amount of numbers that we spend giving stuff to our own military. That's not close to what we spend in like uh, giving for NASA launches, uh, you know, things of that nature. That's like, like if you took a billion from every little component where we give more than 10 billion, you could easily have 20 billion. You're poor by design. Bring your head up out the grass and understand that. Then go talk to your senator, congressman, or elected official and demand that everybody has a good play on the playing field. That the shit becomes equal because it's easy to make it equal. Unless they want to just keep it rigged. All right. As always, love, peace. Um, this is Uncle Lucas signing off. Y'all know where to hit me at on Legion Lucas at gmail.com. Uncle Lucas on Twitter. Uh, have some more that I'll probably put up there where you can hit me on my other ones. I just don't know if I feel like releasing my anonymity. I know I got a little, little base, but um, kind of like uh, being able to go to work and. <laughs> not being known by my um, podcast and stuff like that. But, you know, as we move forward, it might be something I want to do because I'm um, looking at some things with the channel and we'll see. But until next time, love and peace. And I'll catch y'all on the next one.